Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Titans are coming to Houston, but will C.J. Stroud be ready to go? We're going to talk about that and more on this edition of The Bullpen. Hello and welcome to this edition of the Bullpen. I'm James Roy. This is Tom Chabaria, and we are hyped to talk about the Texans because it is late December and the Texans are still playing meaningful football. In fact, it's so meaningful that they actually, I can use these words, it sounds like a cliche, but it's always what, what you say late in the season when your team is in the driver's seat. The, the Texans are in control of their own destiny as we head into week 17 of the NFL season. Tom, how does it feel to know that the Texans literally just have to win the next two games and they'll be in the playoffs? It feels like I should have bet on them before the season to win so many games because whatever the number was going into the season, they've destroyed that. They're, they're a team on the rise. They're in the top 15 of every power ranking you can look for. Uh, this has been a remarkable season, such a quick turnaround. It really shows you what a quarterback can do and we're really hoping that that said quarterback is going to be under center on Sunday because I think he's the key to it all. Obviously, there's other injuries that are key that, that should greatly improve the Texans' chances for winning. But it's all going to revolve, in my opinion, around C.J. Stroud. I agree with you. I think that um, the win against the Titans last time was a gritty win. It was nice to see. Um, we've already asked the question on uh, the recap episode of whether or not you know you would see Davis Mills or Case Keenum in the event that CJ doesn't go. But I think we both, um, along with every Texans fan that is breathing right now, want to see uh, CJ Stroud uh, get the start this week. And there was reports that broke around the time that the Browns game started, uh, that were saying that he's trending in the positive direction and he's expected to be ready, but we haven't seen an injury report yet. Y'all might've, but you know, as you may very well know, we don't record, um, on Friday, we record before that. So we haven't seen one yet. Um, it'll be interesting to see. I was actually asked a question in my DMS that I kind of wanted to pose to you. Do you think it's concerning at this point in the week that the Texans have not cut Tim Boyle from the team, uh, in preparation for CJ Stroud's return? No, I don't think so. I think really that's like housekeeping that can happen, you know, at 11 o'clock on Sunday, you know, it doesn't have to happen. Now it's better to keep him. If you cut him and then something happens, you know, freak accident. Now he's out there. You got to go through the waiver process all, all over again. I think 
that is something that you want to make sure he goes through practice. He gets through all of his stuff and know that you don't need another guy. And then you're, you're able to cut him. I, I think that's really not that big a deal. I, I can see the concern for some people like, well, if you know, he's good, just, just let that dude go. You're not going to use him. And I guess, but I'm not concerned. I, I, like I said, I think that's housekeeping that can happen right before kickoff if it needs to. And I, I agree with you. That's like pretty much what my reply was. I, I, if we get to Wednesday and CJ Stroud is like listed as did not practice, I might start to show maybe a little bit of concern, but it's nice to have a guy who's been on the team. You know, it's been a short period of time, but he knows the offense to some extent better um, and would probably serve better as a, you know, emergency backup than, than any other quarterback would. And as we, we know as Texans fans, sometimes the starter goes down and then the backup goes down and then there's just, it's just, you know, it's a, a downhill roll. And it's nice to have a guy who's been in the building for literally any amount of time longer than a day. Um, so I, I don't see any reason to cut him right now. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they carried him on the practice squad through the week. Um, just, you know, just in case, uh, but looking at the Titans, we played them two weeks ago. Um, not much has changed. I think that I can't, I didn't really look super close to see who started for them at quarterback this past week. Um, but do you think it matters if it's Tannehill or, or Levis, um, or do we expect this defense to kind of step up and show them the same sort of vibe? I'm actually more concerned if it's Levis over Tannehill. I believe the Titans are in a mode where they're playing out the string, but I think they're going to try really hard to develop Levis with this time, and he's going to want to be the guy to prove something, the guy to show that he can do the job. If you get Tannehill, Tannehill knows that he's lame duck. Obviously, Levis is the guy going forward and he's probably not number two either. So this will be a scenario where you're probably not going to get his best game where I think if you get Levis who did not play last week because he had like an ankle thing, I think he's going to come out very motivated to play spoiler. And that's a little concerning because I mean, they do have the weapons to do it. Obviously it's going to take another amazing effort by this defense to hold down Derek Henry, who historically has lit the Texans on fire no matter where it was. So I don't know that you're going to see another 20 carries for 10 yards or 20 touches for 10 yards. So that's my biggest fear going into this game. Uh, the, the, the Browns didn't run the football a ton either, but I just think that they're going to be more motivated to play spoiler where it's, it's, it's a division game and, and those things are always very aggressive. So I, I really hope that we get the worst form of whatever the Titans are. I have to agree with you. Um, much like most of the season, I feel like, and a lot of Texans fans were, you know, like with the Jets, with other teams that are not good, um, that are, the Jets, granted, have more redeeming qualities than most of the bad teams that the Texans have played this year. Um, a lot of people are like, I want to go in there and crush them. I don't know why we're giving them any, you know, respect or at the time of day. We should be talking about, you know, the victory parade right now because this is this is a done deal. And as we've seen, that's maybe not necessarily been the case as a Texans team that I, I don't want to say they play down to the level of the team they play, but as an inexperienced team, sometimes it takes you a little longer to find your footing. Um, with this being, and the biggest factor is that this is a division game the titans aren't just going to lay down because their season's done they they want to do something meaningful this year and the most meaningful thing that the titans can do believe it or not is spoil the texans playoff chances so i'm i'm on high alert i i'm looking for a win i anticipate a win 
but I'm also, you know, I'm not going to count the Titans out prior to the game starting. Um, I agree with you. I think that Will Levis poses more of a threat than Ryan Tannehill. Just looking at it from the, their motivation, you know, not even at skill level, just motivation. Um, granted, granted, Will Levis's arm is also a concern with the issues that Petrie has had covering deep. Um, you know, the cornerback can't bail him out every time. And so, uh, look, looking towards the offense, um, do you think, I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like you lean on the run game. Um, you hope that CJ's back and if CJ's back, you let him cook. Um, but what do you think this, I know we've already talked about it, but, um, who do you think starts if CJ's not ready to go? And how, do you think the offense looks significantly different than it did last time we played the Titans? depending on who plays at quarterback. I hate that you asked me this question because I don't even want it in the atmosphere. I don't want to, I don't want to even like have to discuss it. Words are powerful, man. I, I put, I put it out there and all of a sudden it happens. Now it's my fault. If, if for some reason we do not get CJ Stroud, I think Davis Mills should be the guy. Clearly he looked more willing to let the ball go, push the ball down the field. I mean, he made some throws towards the end of that game that resembled the Texans' offense a little bit more. Or Case, I think he got it together for the one game against the Titans. I think the second game, you saw a different guy who was more, I need to be sure that this throw is there before I throw it. And you just can't do that in the NFL. Like, you got to be willing to cut it loose. And Case wasn't able to do that. And then when he finally did it, it was on a predictable down. So you were, you were like not at an advantage. Um, so for me, I really hope that if we have, if we have to talk about it, which hopefully Sunday morning, I'm looking to get him in my DraftKings lineup and not worried about who's going to replace him. It's CJ Stroud. Yeah, I'd hope so too. I mean, it, I am of the firm belief that if CJ plays against Tennessee, um, that game doesn't look as important as it was. Um, as, as, you know, meaningful, like a lot of pe- the focus on it is the comeback victory. And I, I think that that game looks a little bit more like a, you know, a clear cut victory that we don't really talk about in the same way. Um, but l- looking at what the Texans can do on offense, um, do you think we've talked about Noah Brown and where he fits and Nico Collins? Do you think that regardless of who plays quarterback, that those guys should show up against this Tennessee defense? That's just not very highly ranked. I really feel like the guys we should be talking about are Brevin Jordan and Dalton Schultz. I think when you saw some success in that Browns game, it was those guys across the middle of the field against a linebacker, which is a clear advantage. Obviously, Nico should be able to win on the outside if he is the number one that we think he is. So there should be a matchup there we can exploit. Um, Noah Brown, I don't really know what to make of it. Like The more and more you see him, the more and more you you see his game it looks like he's really dependent on CJ, like CJ extending plays, giving him time to get separation because he can't win early is what Noah Brown is. I don't know that to be true. Obviously I'm not breaking down plays like a defensive coordinator, offensive coordinator, whatever. But when I, when I watch these games, that's, that's what it kind of sticks out to me. You see opportunities for him to be successful. And then you see opportunities where it's like, no, he's got a defender in his hip. Like, What's going on? Where where's the guy that went for a buck fifty three weeks ago or whatever? So I don't know. Do you think that now to kind of shift gears, um, speaking in the realm of injuries and who's returning from them, um, you know, Will Anderson, Jonathan Grenard, uh, Blake Cashman, all major guys 
that that went down this past week. Jimmy Ward obviously did, but he's not returning. Um, do you think that that if, that those players coming back is, is is super important to winning this week, or do you think that the Texans can can put something together without the what those guys bring to the table? The Texans have done a really good job of going out, and and credit to Nick Casario. I know people don't like to give him a ton of credit because of where he came from, and they just don't like the guy. You know what I mean? His body language, the way he looks, the way he talks, the way he acts. The, the Patriot way. way. Yeah, no. yeah. They just don't like the guy. But when you look at some of the moves he's made throughout the season to get valuable guys, Barnett, uh, Kareem Jackson, you know, some of these guys where it's like a, a Tavier Tart that, that might, might play. Um, these are guys that are difference makers. They're making plays. So uh, I got to give him credit. I feel like if those guys, if, if Will Anderson... Blake Cashman, Grenard, if those guys are in, you sleep easy Saturday night because you know your defense is going to have a grit and a bite to it that it sorely did not have against the Browns. Joe Flacco had all day to sit back there and survey the field and go, all right, Amari, I'm going to wait for you to get open, and then I'm going to you know, sling this ball in your direction. So clearly, if you can get back there and disrupt, I think they had seven sacks against Tennessee the last time. That's going to be the recipe to get this win more than anything. No, yeah, and speaking on the sacks, I mean, Derek Barnett has been huge. That's been an excellent acquisition, and I think he alone has helped more than made up for the the loss of Will Anderson Jr. and Jonathan Grenard. Went you know as much as he could. Um, you know that pass rush suffers severely when those two guys don't play, um, and so looking forward to this game. Um, I'd say that Derek Barnett is vital if either one of Jonathan Grenard or Will Anderson doesn't play. Um, do you th- how vital do you think it is that this secondary figures out? We, we know they added Kareem Jackson this past week. Um, Traylon Burks got a long one in. You know, DeAndre Hopkins is on the tail end of things, but he's still, I respect him as a threat, as a guy who makes lesser quarterbacks better to some extent. Um, how important is it that the, the secondary steps up without Jimmy Ward and, and covers? It's really, really going to be important that these safeties play a really solid football game. I don't think they have to turn the ball over as much as I think the line does. I just need to, I need them to keep everything in front of them. The one thing that really hurt the Texans in the Browns game is that they got explosives as, as D'Amico Ryan's calls them over the top behind the defense. I think if you can play with everything in front of you and make short tackles and make them have to matriculate the ball down the field, as Jim or John Madden used to say, uh, you got a better chance of, of, getting a three and out. So I, I really think that for Jalen Petrie, for Houston Carson, for uh, Kareem Jackson, if he's playing, that's, that's, that's the name of the game. Keep all of that in front of you. And Blake Cashman's the best cover linebacker that they have. So him coming back will be incredibly important to, to help shore up the middle of the field. And we'll see what happens. I, I think that they get some of those guys back and it's an entirely different defense. No, yeah, and I and I can't help but think that this defense is so much better when they're fully healthy. Um, though I will say, um, in my opinion, 
the defensive injuries have not been nearly as impactful as what has been. I think C.J. Stroud's injury alone has been the most impactful injury that the Texans have suffered this entire season. Because I think that instead of talking about playoff scenarios and and how the Texans get in and and all that, we're we're talking about a team that has clinched the playoffs and you know is just looking to maybe rest their guys because there's not you know with one and two already locked up, you know there's not really much to be gained from playing them during these later weeks in the season, but instead we're here. And so I'll segue into the playoff conversation. It's, it's cut and dry at this point where there's two weeks left. If the Texans beat the Titans and they beat the Colts, they will move on. Um, there's some tiebreaker math to be done if they lose one of those games, but if there's one of those games to lose, it's this one. It's not the game against the Colts because, um, the tiebreaker is very simple between the Texans and the Colts. Uh, if the Colts win, cause the Colts would have it easy, hundred percent. Um, so moving forward, I, what are, how are you feeling about the Texans ability to just win out? I mean, for me, it's really simple. If CJ plays, I think they have a phenomenal chance to win out. If CJ Will Anderson plays exponentially better, and if if you get less than that at any point, then it becomes dicey. I mean, D'Amico has done a phenomenal job. I can't stress enough to people, uh, this is your one. Like We are talking about this team in the same terms that some of the grizzled vet teams are, are you know, addressing you know, their teams. Like Kansas City, for example, you know, Baltimore, for example, there's an expectation there. There was not this expectation when the season started for the Texans. So for them to be absolutely involved in a, in a playoff conversation, it's a credit to those guys. Now they got to finish the deal. That's, that's the big thing. But I think regardless of how these two games go, it should not take away from the fact that you have got a, a foundation. It is solid. And all you do is go onward and up for upward from here. Playoffs is for me, it's gravy. I think for people, if they're going to be upset, if this team finishes nine and eight and misses the playoffs, I don't know what to tell you, man. You were never going to be happy then. There, there was going to be something wrong regardless of what they finished. Well, I think I understand that school of thought. Now, personally, I had put the Texans at eight and nine um, on the season. That was my record prediction. And right now they've met the win column aspect of it. I'm hopeful that they don't meet the losing column aspect of it. Um, but I, I think that as a fan, I mean, I get it that it's it, it looks, you know, to have the expectations we did going into the season and to come out of the season and go, oh, the Texans didn't make the playoffs. That's awful. That unacceptable is is one thing. But I think that as the as the season moves on and as the you know the expectations change. And so in my mind, it would be disappointing to not make the playoffs at this point, knowing what the Texans you know, having talked about CJ Stroud as an MVP candidate, having talked about a Texans team that at one point we looked at the rest of the schedule, we like played the Bengals one, and then we looked at the rest of the schedule and we said, yeah, I could see us winning most, if not all of these games. Um, a team that we talked about winning 11 or 12 games, 10 games is not disappointing. Really, any result is not disappointing as long as the Texans make the playoffs this year. To me, the bar moved up to that when the Texans showed the way they did. Now, to, to your point, if the Texans don't make the playoffs, I'll be 
frustrated. I'll be, I will be um, disappointed, but I will also look back and put it into perspective what the expectation was at the beginning of the season and be thankful for what they did do. But that doesn't mean I won't be disappointed in not making the playoffs. Um, I mean, I'd put it into perspective like my fantasy team this year. I barely squeaked into the playoffs in Dynasty, but I'm still disappointed that I didn't win a single game in the playoffs. And I was the worst seeded team in that playoff. I did not deserve to win a team based off of how bad I am at setting my lineups, but oh well. Um, so yeah, I mean, I understand why it, it's weird to be frustrated by that, but in my mind, I mean, the, there, the expectation has changed and that's why there's frustration around that and why you're already kind of seeing it leak over after losses. You know, not this one. This is to me, surprisingly enough to me, the one loss that everyone was sensible and was like, yeah, you know, it was the Browns. We didn't have CJ. I'd like to see us play the people are like, I'd like to play the Browns in the wild card, you know, with CJ. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I agree with that. Um, but in other losses, like against the Panthers, people were like, we're a playoff team and we're losing to the Panthers. We're not, this is it. Sell the team. Or I don't know. That's just, um, yeah, a lot to it. I mean, obviously there was the fair share of, of talk about coaching and GMing due to the loss, but you know, whatever, um, moving into score predictions. I'd like to talk about score because we've talked to, we've talked it to death about the Titans, and so you know the only thing that's changed is is CJ going to play? Um, it, it hasn't changed; it's just still a thing. Um, so I say we talk about what we think the score predictions are. I in 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 a, a leap of good faith and based on the reports that he's likely to play, I would only like to hear your prediction based off of CJ Stroud playing. So how do you think the Texans do against the Titans with CJ Stroud? Well, for me, it's not just C.J. Stroud. We talked about it earlier about who's going to quarterback for these Titans. If Will Levis starts, I feel like this game is 100% closer than if Ryan Tannehill starts. Now, because I said that, Tannehill will ball out. But in my mind, (laughs) that's exactly how it goes. So I I have to give you two scores, one with Levis and one with Tannehill. For me, I think that's that's, uh, uh, in the same vein as if C.J. plays or not. I'll allow it. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so in a scenario where Tannehill plays, I feel like it's a 24-17. CJ come back. He cooks early. He's hot. He's got the he's got the offense moving. I don't want to get too storybook because that's your thing, not mine. But you know, he's 180 yards first half, couple scores. And, you know, they're just consistent. I mean, there's gonna be some drives that are frustrating, probably a penalty here or there, but they put up 24 points. Tennessee closes the gap, but never really gets there. Big sack by Will Anderson, and now I'm storybooking. So let me get away from That's that. That's fine. I'll, I'll take a pamphlet. You don't have to write the whole story. You can just write some <laughs> excerpts, if you will. If we get Tannehill, I think it is a totally different ballgame. And then I think it's like 28 to 13. I think it's never close. I think Tannehill struggles to move the offense. I think you get a better Derrick Henry but it's not nearly enough because they, they're not able to convert on third down. He's frustrating. He's missing. The, the pass rush has, has returned. Grenard's in there. Will Anderson's in there. Cashman's in there. And they're just causing havoc. And, you know, you're talking about a Tennessee team that's giving up sacks upon sacks. And it's like, it's never close. Okay, I, I'll do you. I'll do you one better. Um, I'm just going to give one prediction. I don't care who plays for the Titans. This is about where I'm at. Um, I, like I said earlier, I mean it's divisional football. This result was written in the stars, regardless of who's going to play. 
um, just based on the fact that this is a division matchup. Um, now, my logical mind tells me that division series usually split. And so it, with that in mind, I should go with the Titans. I'm not going to go with the Titans because I, you know, I have a brain and I understand what the Texans are, regardless of division matchup juju that's going around. Um, I'm going to go with 28 to 20. Um, I have trouble believing that the Titans don't at least keep it within one score. Um, I, and I'm going to go so far as to say that it's like 21 to 20 going into the later stages of the, uh, the fourth quarter. The Titans, um, believe it or not, get the ball back. Um, Levis or Tannehill, if you will, is just driving down the field. They're sitting just outside of field goal range in the two minute drill. Um, and they're kind of dilly dallying. They're like, they're like, Oh, we'll, we'll run it to run the clock out, but then we're going to pass it. Cause we got to get a first. And so they run a little play action boot out to the right. Uh, whichever quarterback is playing thinks he sees, you know, what is a sure thing, catch the pass, you know, you're in field goal range game over kind of situation, but instead none other than Kareem Jackson, who just so happens to be on the field for the defense is in just the exact right position, picks it off and takes it 80 yards down the field for a Texans touchdown. Titans get the ball back. Don't do anything with it. Game over. That is my short storybook ending. Because it was really easy to write, knowing that Kareem Jackson is on the Texans this week. What do you think? I think you need to run, not walk to Vegas, and place bets on both of those things. Because the <laughs> current spread is three and a half. The Texans are three and a half favorites. You take the over there. And the current score is 42 and a half. So you're over that as well. So if I'm you, and I believe it to be gospel, then I am going and placing those bets. Well, you know, it's a short drive to Vegas from where I'm at. So, um, <laughs> but on that note, Tom, I'd like to hear if you have anything more to say about this matchup before we, uh, we bring this thing to a close. Sunday can't get here fast enough. I do believe a certain member of this group will be on the PSF app for the game. Ooh, is that, is that you? Well, you're going to be there. I'm not going to speak for you. So yeah, yeah. I'm going to cover the game on the PSF app. So okay. come hang out. All right. Sweet. Sounds good. All right. Well, thanks for listening, y'all. Thanks for watching. Um, I, I'm James Roy and uh, you can find me on social media at M1 Texans fan. Um, this has been my partner in crime, my co-host, my main guy, Tom Chavaria. You can find him at third coast Tom on x as he loves to refer to it as no he doesn't he refers to it as twitter um and until next time stay classy houston vamos texans thanks for tuning into the bullpen a texans podcast part of the fans first sports network please like comment subscribe and follow along for more texans talk from the bullpen Pick the head up.